goodness, good morning, good afternoon, whatever it is for you, I hope you're having a fantastic day. My name is Zach Schaumler. This is Strong Opinion Sports. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today is Saturday, March 10th, and I am, oh man, what a day. Yesterday was insane. A ton of things changed. Seismic, seismic changes in the NFL yesterday. And you're either going to love this podcast episode or you are going to hate this episode. I really, really hope you are not here looking for someone to agree with. Honestly, I mean, I think if if you listen to my podcast because you want to agree with me all the time, it's not going to happen. I, I throw out so many opinions every week. I think it'd be weird if someone watched my podcast and agreed with 100% of everything I said. I, I don't know. That'd be weird to me because no, no one does that. There's no one in your life you agree with on everything. Um, I had my first day filming baseball yesterday. Spring break started. I got a new job filming baseball. Awesome. Love it. Um, I want to start with this, though. Sam Darnold is going to the Cleveland Browns. We saw the Cleveland Browns make a ton of moves yesterday, change everything. And when the dust settles, my immediate thought has been the Cleveland Browns will use the number one overall pick to draft Sam Darnold. So what happened? How did we get here? Let me explain. Uh, My topics for today were completely different. When I woke up yesterday morning before I went to my baseball job, I I had a completely different topics prepared for this podcast. And then everything went haywire and everything changed. What I was going to say yesterday was that the Cleveland Browns had two options. Yesterday, the Browns had two options. They could show patience and commit to Deshaun Kaiser or... They could restart and draft Sam Darnold. I would have supported either one. I liked both options. But then the Browns went along and eliminated one of those options. The Browns traded for quarterback Tyrod Taylor. They traded for Tyrod Taylor from the Bills. They also traded for a fantastic wide receiver from the Dolphins, Jarvis Landry. Now here's the kicker. (laughs) It's funny. Um... The Cleveland Browns traded away Deshaun Kaiser. Their starting quarterback from last year has been shipped off to the Green Bay Packers. First off, I really like what the Browns just did. I like all of their moves. I really like what they did with Deshaun Kaiser. Here's what they did by trading away Deshaun Kaiser. They traded a backup quarterback for a starter. The Browns acquired... Demarius Randall from the Packers. Demarius Randall is a corner, and he's not a star, but he's a starting corner. He brings productivity, and he can play week one next year in the NFL. He will contribute a lot. Now, Cleveland Browns fans are screaming at me right now. They are so, so angry. Like, how can you gloss over Sam Darnold and not come back to it? See, Browns fans want their team to pick Saquon Barkley with the number one overall pick. And here's what they're going to do. Browns fans are now going to use Tyrod Taylor as a justification. Tyrod Taylor was a good player for the Bills. He can win some games. He's scrappy. I think he's underrated. I actually, I, I like Tyrod Taylor quite a bit. I think he is a, a good quarterback in the NFL. He's about a tier three. You know, the top tiers can win you a Super Bowl no matter what. Tier two is can win you a Super Bowl. I believe Tyrod Taylor cannot necessarily win you a Super Bowl, but he can win you games in the NFL. I like Tyrod Taylor. He's not awful. Do you know what electric tape is? 
Yeah, when your phone charger gets frayed and breaks, you put electric tape over it to fit, solve the problem for a little while. All it does is delay the inevitable. Eventually, you will still need to buy a new phone charger. Tyrod Taylor is electric tape. Some Browns fans will say, we got Tyrod Taylor. We can start Tyrod Taylor day one of next year's NFL season, so we do not need to draft a quarterback with the number one overall pick. No. No, quarterback is the most important position in football. Quarterback is priority number one. Tyrod Taylor is a placeholder. The Browns head coach, Hugh Jackson, has been criticized heavily for the way he dealt with Deshaun Kaiser, their rookie quarterback, last year. People say that Hugh Jackson put out Deshaun Kaiser way too early last year. People say that Hugh Jackson threw Deshaun Kaiser to the Wolves. That will never happen again. See, Sam Darnold is 20 years old. And if he isn't ready day one, the Browns have a guy they can go to who can play and they can be patient with Sam Darnold. They're not going to make the mistake of throwing a rookie quarterback to the Wolves. Some people say Tyrod Taylor is exactly why the Browns will not draft Sam Darnold. I think it is the opposite. It's the exact opposite. See, when the Browns acquired Tyrod Taylor, that told me, oh, they need someone for day one next year. The Browns trading for Tyrod Taylor makes me even more certain that they will go get Sam Darnold. The Browns will. The Browns will draft Sam Darnold with the number one overall pick. Just watch. Watch. It will happen. And Tyrod Taylor will play it first. But eventually, eventually Sam Darnold will be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And Browns fans are going to be so angry. Oh, we wanted Sam. We wanted Saquon Barkley. Why didn't you get Saquon Barkley? That Browns fans are going to be screaming. No, the Colts will draft Saquon Barkley. The Colts are going to take Saquon Barkley with a number three pick. And the Browns will draft Minka Fitzpatrick with their fourth overall pick. Now, here's the kicker. Here's what's most funny to me. All the screaming, angry Cleveland Browns fans. They're going to be very, very angry. Those same guys that were screaming and angry, that will be screaming and angry on draft day, four years from now, those same people will be wearing Sam Darnold jerseys. Sam Darnold is going to the Cleveland Browns. Hugh Jackson, the head coach, of the Cleveland Browns said, this is an exciting time. He's excited. I completely agree. The Browns have been terrible my entire life. I've never seen the Browns with a winning season. I believe that's true. I, I so badly, I've never seen them make the playoffs. I know that for a fact. And I so badly want to see the Browns succeed. And, and I believe Sam Darnold is the start of that. I'm excited for the Browns. Uh, they're not going to get Saquon Barkley. Everyone's going to be mad. But just watch. We'll see in four years. I believe everybody will be wearing Sam Darnold jerseys in four years in Cleveland. I'm kind of a weird dude. I, uh, I think outside the box. I play piano and uh, I go to movies by myself. And I'm completely happy doing that. I went and saw Annihilation the other day. Loved it. Everyone hated the movie. I, I thought it was awesome. I understand why everyone hated it. 
Uh, and, and I love football. Football is my favorite sport of my – I love it. I mean I, I played football my entire life. It's my favorite thing in the world. Um, I worked at my first baseball game ever yesterday. I filmed baseball, um, and it was uh, Washington State versus St. Mary's. On paper, it was a great game. I mean this came down to the very last play. Bottom of the ninth, bases loaded. St. Mary's turned a double play, won the game. My team, Washington State, lost three to four. Uh, and I was bored out of my mind. I love football. I can't hide it. Football is my favorite sport. I, I just think it's fantastic. I mean, I will talk about baseball. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I played baseball my whole life until my sophomore year. I know a lot about baseball, but for me, this is not about to be baseball season. This is not the NBA season. This is the NFL offseason. The NFL is my favorite thing. It's my favorite sport. That's awesome. And someone asked me if I was worried when football ended. They said, you know, all you really talk about is football. Are you afraid people are going to stop watching when football ends? I know. I I think outside the box. I'm kind of weird. I wasn't worried at all. I knew, hey, you know, I keep doing what I'm doing. And guess what? My numbers going up tremendously. I just keep talking about football. It's like an exciting gift from God. Yesterday, so much happened. So many things happened in the NFL yesterday. It was so much fun. Again, from the time I woke up yesterday to now, my show completely changed. I had the whole, I had the whole dang podcast prepared. Had to throw it all out the window because every little thing changed. And, I, and I'm having so much fun. I, I loved it. I loved adjusting. I loved me. Oh, God. I, I really am proud of the show I prepared today. We are going to talk about... We're going to recap all of the trades in the NFL. We're going to talk about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is not cocky. That is something that it's a narrative that's driving me nuts. AJ McCarron, the Browns did not make a move for AJ McCarron, at least so we know of. And that's kind of weird because AJ McCarron's former coach is now the Browns head coach and the Browns need a quarterback. Why didn't the Browns go for AJ McCarron? We'll talk about that. What's the takeaway there? The Seahawks also released... Their former Pro Bowl corner, Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, the man, the pinnacle, the, the centerpiece of their franchise is now gone. And there are now two potential landing spots for Richard Sherman. The 49ers and another team. We'll get there. It'll be fun. I'll tell you about it later. Now, the Warriors' longevity. Jeez, it's a big word. I barely even know what that means. How long until the Warriors reign over the NBA ends? We'll talk about that. That'll be fun. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. You can find the full entire hour-long podcast on YouTube, as well as my best, most interesting clips. If you like Strong Opinion Sports, tell your friends about this podcast. Help uh, Tell your friends about it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever it is. If you like Strong Opinion Sports, tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports and help me grow the podcast. I, uh, man, I get a lot of mean comments on YouTube. I get good comments and I get bad comments. Many, many mean comments. And I try not to engage with people like that. I don't have a lot of time. And I, I try to only respond to the people that are either like giving me a nice comment or a comment with constructive criticism. Constructive criticism is a huge one. I want my show to be better. And I always will want my show to be better. I want, I want to improve it. I don't want to have something stagnant. I always want to change and evolve and make this better. Now, hate 
and constructive criticism are completely different. Hate, not going to really respond to that. Constructive criticism, I will. But even as I grow, I will always, always make an effort to respond to comments that are positive or ha- have constructive criticism. I want to make the show better. And I want to engage with people who like me. If you don't like me, I'm not really going li- to. I just, I, I don't have a lot of time in my life. I don't want to engage with you. I'm going to read a comment I got last night on YouTube. Um, reading it, I'm reading this to try to prove a point. I'm not, I'm not bragging. I want to prove a point about politics. Anthony Christina said this. So please, please, please understand. I'm not bragging when I read this comment. It's about politics. Anthony Christina said this. He said, not understanding how you have so few subscribers. I mean, considering ESPN and the major networks have become so political and speak on so few actual sports these days, you are easily the best commentary on sports. Keep up the great work, man. And oh, go 49ers. Anthony, thank you. That made my day. Um, Politics and sports. I don't talk about politics. I avoid politics at all costs. I don't talk about them. Because I believe politics divide people. It's not smart. If your business is sports, talk about sports. That's how I see it. I try to see the other perspective. I think that's important. Because there's always two sides to every argument. There are people that talk about sports. Why are they talking about sports? And then there's people like me who think it's just not smart. So I try to see the other side of every perspective. And I want to say I understand I completely understand athletes, especially athletes. Media and athletes are different. I understand athletes who feel the need to talk about politics. There are very important issues being discussed right now around the world. Like for me, the biggest issue for me is suicide. My younger brother committed suicide. That one really, really hits home. And when a when an issue directly affects your life, really changes your perspective and it changes how much you care and makes you want to talk about it more. And I guarantee, you know, like the way suicide hits home for me, I'm sure that these political issues hit home for some athletes. And I imagine there's a lot of pressure to use their platform to talk about politics. Now, it's a free country. Do literally whatever you want. If you want to cheat on your girlfriend, go for it. If you want to skip a workout, if you want to talk about politics, I don't care. Go for it. LeBron can talk about politics all he wants. I I honestly, legitimately, I I have no problem with it. I don't mind. But if you're going to talk about politics, if you're going to do anything in this country, every action you take has consequences. And the consequence of talking about politics is it divides people. Look, enough people hate me for my sports opinions. I don't want to give them another reason not to like me. So we just saw the consequence of talking about politics in Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks last year went 9-7 and seven and missed the playoffs. And then they traded away Pro Bowl defensive end Michael Bennett. And now they have released Richard Sherman. The, like a, he's like an icon in Seattle. Richard Sherman is the guy for the Seattle Seahawks. He's now off the team and gone. Um, I, I, I want to be, you know, be very careful because I don't want to pin all of this on politics. The downfall of the Seattle Seahawks was not only politics. It would be irresponsible to say politics are the only reason the Seahawks did not make the playoffs last year. It's not, it's not the case. They got old. They got expensive. The roster was blown up, not just because of politics, but it did not help. 
I said months ago, talking about politics cannot help you. And the Seattle Times is calling uh, the end of the Seahawks. This is they're saying this is the end of an era. I completely agree. Things are going to change in Seattle. Again, I want to reiterate, injuries played a big factor in the Seattle Seahawks last year. Everybody was getting older. That played a factor. The roster's being blown up because everyone's contract was expensive. But you cannot tell me that talking about politics helped the Seahawks. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. There's a real trend in Seattle. The more political activism we saw in that locker room, the less that they won. In sports, the primary goal is to win games. And talking about politics takes away from the primary goal of winning. Look, I might be going overboard. I can imagine many people watching are angry, and I, 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 don't, I, I don't want to make people angry. And again, I want to reiterate, politics were not the sole reason for the Seahawks' collapse. But you cannot tell me that politics did not play a part in the Seahawks' downfall. You can't tell me that. We live in a society where I know, hey, don't bring up politics around the grandparents. It's not smart. I'm not trying to discourage political activism, but in a setting where you need to work together, it doesn't help. It divides people. If I need to work with people on a group project, I'm not going to ask them about the president. It doesn't, we got to do the group project. That's the goal, not to change minds about politics. I remember the media was so, so excited about political activism in Seattle. And I remember thinking, wow, the media is not writing about how much the Seahawks are winning, which that seems to be most important. Winning in football is the most important thing. I was one of the few people months ago who pointed out talking about politics may not be a good idea. It's not helpful to talk about politics in a work setting, and it's not helpful to talk about politics in a locker room because politics divide people. They do. Love it or hate it. You can be mad at me for that, but I just, I really believe the way the political climate in this country doesn't help you build strong. I, I don't know. It just, politics divide people. And talking about the uh, politics in the Seahawks locker room did not appear to help him. It wasn't the only issue, but we can both agree um, it, it, had a, it played a part. Talking about politics was a factor to the Seahawks implosion. So Richard Sherman has been released by the Seattle Seahawks. And the big question is now, where will he go next? Because let's be honest, Richard Sherman has years left. He's not done. He can still play in the NFL. He's 29 years old. And he still is very capable of playing at a high level in the NFL. Now, Richard Sherman is quoted saying this the other day. He said, now that he was released, he wants to play for a contender. He doesn't want to play, go play for at the Cleveland Browns or think of a team that's terrible. He doesn't want to play for the Cardinals. He wants to play for a team that can compete next year in the NFL and try to make a run at a Super Bowl. I don't blame him. That's what Richard Sherman wants. Now, there are two teams that I believe can land Richard Sherman. Two, maybe not can, I think more than two teams could land him, but there are two front runners right now. One of them is the 49ers. Everybody knows that. In fact, Richard Sherman is meeting with the 49ers today. That's awesome. The 49ers need a corner. 
Richard Sherman is a corner. Richard Sherman is a very capable corner who can play at a high level. But here's the kicker with Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman wants revenge. You release Richard Sherman? Oh, man. Don't tell me the guy doesn't want to stick it to Seattle. And, and if you're a 49ers fan, you want Richard Sherman in your building. I like him. He's a good leader. He was a good leader for a long time. I, I do think, um, despite everything that went on, you know, he lost the Super Bowl. was kind of bitter about that. Richard Sherman's a, a good guy I would want in my locker room. And I could, I could see Richard Sherman fitting in nicely with the 49ers. And man, he would want revenge against the Seahawks, and he would get it. The 49ers are a contender next year. It's a good fit. I, like, I really like Richard Sherman in the 49ers locker room. Now, the dark horse, the team that I don't think anyone's really talking about, but I think has a chance to land Richard Sherman. And it's a weird fit. No one would expect this. I believe the New England Patriots could actually make a move at Richard Sherman. Malcolm Butler is presumed to be walking away, and the Patriots will need a corner. I think Richard Sherman actually is a Patriots kind of guy. I know he's loud. I know he's boisterous. And, and I don't think he would do that in New England. I think if you play for Bill Belichick, you know the rules. You know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to keep your mouth shut and do your job. And I, I have no doubt that if Richard Sherman went to the New England Patriots, we're not going to see the same loud, boisterous guy we saw in Seattle. Remember when Chad Ochocinco went to the New England Patriots? He settled down, he kept his mouth shut, and he worked really hard. He didn't even play that much. I think Richard Sherman could play a lot for the Seahawks, or for the Patriots. I think he could make a big, big contribution there. And, and I do. I, I've heard really, you know, I, I know people that have met him. He's a guy who works hard, wants to win, and I think he would fit quite nicely in the Patriots locker room. So again, the front runners for Richard Sherman, the 49ers, and the Patriots. I'm drinking I'm drink some water first. Has anyone, anyone watching ever heard of Survivor? Survivor's a great show. Uh, I used to watch it with my mom growing up. I would still watch it. I, I, love, I love Survivor. I just don't have time like I used to. Survivor's a show where you put 39 people on an island and you see who can last the longest. Survivor's little thing is they say outlast. There's all these games and psychological warfare, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but the key is who can last the longest. If you see someone, my friend's mom has worked at the same job for like 37 years. It's unbelievable. And when you meet someone like that, when I meet someone like that, I, I shake their hand, say, hey, that's incredible. Because I appreciate longevity. You know how hard it is to wake up and do the same thing every single day for years? I worked at a, a car place for a little over a year. Just that alone, like, almost killed me. I can't imagine. can't imagine 30 years of the same job. I guess unless you really love it, but some people work in like finance, they don't even love their job. They studiously do the same thing over and over and over again. Longevity is a is a, a trait I admire and respect tremendously. Now there are two competing forces right now in the NBA. In the Golden State Warriors and LeBron James. Just duking it out. Oh. Now, I want to make the claim right now. I'm saying this right now. LeBron James will outlast the Golden State Warriors. If I had to put money on it, I would say the Golden State Warriors break up and go away. They will not be the same dominant team they are. 
And LeBron James, will, while that happens, LeBron James will still be around. He'll still be in his prime. And he will win more championships. So the Warriors are going to come and go. And LeBron James is going to stay constant and stay the same. That's, that's what I'm betting on. A couple reasons why. Uh, first one's obvious, man. The Warriors have had tremendous success. And when you have that much success, we see this all the time. We see this with artists. Why has Eminem not been the same dominant force? He made a ton of money. You know how hard it is to stay driven when you have success? We see it everywhere. If you're not ahead of the curve, if you're not aware of that too, remember Albert Hainsworth? Albert Hainsworth, this dominant guy, gets a huge contract. Not the same. We see this everywhere. It's really difficult to, if if you get up at 5 a.m. every day because you're trying to earn a new contract, you get hundred million dollar contract getting up at 5 a.m. is pretty tough you got your cashmere slippers your diamond bling it's tough so I, I think the Warriors are going to have a harder time keeping their foot on the gas the more that they win the other factor for the Warriors is injuries LeBron James has put himself in a position where if someone gets hurt for the Warriors LeBron can swoop in and steal a championship away from them The other thing is LeBron James does not get injured. So every year we see the Warriors and LeBron James. We've seen Kevin Durant get injured. Seth Curry has ankles that just seem like they cannot withstand a ton of contact. And there's nothing more impressive about LeBron James. You think about LeBron James has never, ever been injured. But you also think about how much basketball LeBron James has played in the last eight years. I believe this will be his Eighth season in a row if he goes to the finals this year. Playing basketball all winter and almost all summer. With a little break and then you get back into basketball. You know how tough that is on your body? And if I had to bet money, I would say LeBron James will outlast the Warriors because the Warriors can't keep up. Their bodies are not as durable as LeBron James. That might make you angry, I'm sure, but LeBron James never been injured. Played more basketball in the last eight years than anybody else. And look, still never been injured. Nothing's changed for him. His durability, his longevity. He's like that mom who's been at a job for 30 years and is unwavering. No problem. LeBron James gets up at five, does what he does every single day without any slowdown. In fact, 15 years in the league, he's still, still the best player in the world. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. LeBron James is 33 years old. And when Kobe Bryant retired, he was 37. Kobe Bryant, at the same age, had already started to decline. Look, I understand why people are saying, no way LeBron James can outlast the Warriors. LeBron James' body's going to break down and will not make it happen. I'm done doubting LeBron James the same way I am done doubting Tom Brady. LeBron James breaks every rule we have ever known. By every conceivable rule, if you play that much basketball, if you play as much basketball as LeBron James has played over the last eight years, you shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't be walking. You should be injured. You should have had some injury at some point in the last eight years, and he hasn't. And he's had no decline. It seems like he's getting better. I saw a narrative last week. Is LeBron James playing the best basketball of his career? That's unheard of. LeBron James is a freak of nature that breaks every single rule you understand about being human. 
Again, same way that Tom Brady does. I am never going to doubt Tom Brady ever again. Every year there's a new article. Is this the year Tom Brady's going to decline? I'm done believing that. Until Tom Brady does actually decline, I, I'm gonna, I would rather, instead of trying to be first, I'm going to be last. Oh, wow, I will finally admit Tom Brady isn't there. Because at 40 years old, the guy won an MVP. Same goes for LeBron James. I'm not going to doubt LeBron James at all. Never been injured. Every year makes it to the finals. He's going to outlast the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors will come and go. And when they go, LeBron James will still be there. And he will win a championship or two. That is what is going to happen very soon in the NBA. Keep your eyes peeled. LeBron has four years until he is the same age Kobe Bryant retired. And I don't think he's going to retire at 37. I really don't. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James isn't slowing down anytime soon. And we just saw Steph Curry get injured the other day. It's very possible that the Warriors could implode. All right, I'm going to take a short break. When I return, Baker Mayfield is not cocky. We're going to talk about a lot more about the Browns trades. We're going to go in-depth about the Rams. I think the Rams are now a Super Bowl favorite. I know that's not a good thing to hear if you're a 49ers fan, but stay tuned. You can subscribe to Strong Opinion Sports on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. You can find the full entire hour-long podcast on YouTube. You can also find my best most interesting clips on YouTube. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. If you like this podcast, help me grow by telling your friends about the show. I'm going to take a short break, grab some water. I got a cough. I I can feel it in my throat. I got a cough. Um, I'm going to take a short break. I will be right back. I think I may have bronchitis. I mean, I'm I'm still drinking Alka-Seltzer. It's not working. I just keep like, I'm dying, man. I want to make this argument. Baker Mayfield is not cocky. I I see this everywhere. Baker Mayfield's cocky. He's arrogant. He's full of himself. This and that. All these things. Um, No. It's it's an argument. I'm going to win this argument, I think. It drives me nuts. Baker Mayfield may be fiery and he may be passionate. He's the guy that cries after a, a, a big loss. He, he will scream when he makes a touchdown. He's excited. He's fiery. He's passionate. And most people don't want a quarterback like Baker Mayfield. They don't want a quarterback who's loud and boisterous and wears his emotions on his sleeve. I understand. But most people also want quarterbacks who are taller. Most people want the 6'5", 225, stereotypical quarterback. Part of why Baker Mayfield has gotten this far is because of his personality. The same reason people don't like him is the same reason that he's made it and that other people do like him. Can't have it both ways. You know, some girls are drop-dead gorgeous. They don't need great personalities. You, know, you ever met a girl who's like a 10 out of 10? And she's like the most boring girl in the world, yet she still gets tons of guys? It's because for some people, the eye test is all that matters. They go eye test first, then they judge you on everything else. I, I don't know. I, I think I've cracked the code. I understand that personality is far more important than your looks. I know I would only say that because I'm like a six out of ten. <laughs> you got to tell yourself personality's best when you're not the most attractive. Um, but I say that mostly jokingly, kind of, kind of a dig, kind of a joke. Um, look at Joe Flacco. Look at Carson Wentz. They are the stereotypical six-five quarterback that passes the eye test. They're huge. They have a big, strong arm, like Josh Allen. 
guy from Wyoming, passes the eye test. And this helps you in eighth grade, in high school, at some colleges. That guy, the guy who passes the eye test, he gets the benefit of the doubt. That guy has an easier time at these earlier stages. When you're in eighth grade and there's a 6'6 quarterback and Baker Mayfield's 5'5", the 6'10", the 6', whatever guy, he's going to make it. He's going to get the nod. Baker Mayfield has had to overcome his height his entire life. You know who this reminds me of? Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is 5'8 and plays in the NBA. You ever been to an NBA game? I've never been to an NBA game. I've been to a college basketball game. Simply college basketball players make me feel like a tiny little insignificant shrimp. It's like, man. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of Isaiah Thomas. I'm really not. I don't like his personality. But if you take away Isaiah Thomas's personality, he probably would not have made it to the NBA. See, the same thing that got Isaiah Thomas there, that kind of, he, he almost victimized himself. He has a chip on his shoulder. The same chip on his shoulder that I don't like about Isaiah Thomas is what got him here. You can't take that away. If you take away the personality, Isaiah Thomas wouldn't make it. It's the same exact thing with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield walked on to two, not one, but two Division I college football teams. You need to have fire. You need to have a different kind of passion if you want to overcome something like that. I understand. I understand the police video bothers some people. I understand why people are concerned about Baker Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield's not a problem. If you're concerned about the police video, I encourage you to go watch. Look up Baker Mayfield police video. I'll put it below in the bio. Judge for yourself. Before you listen to everybody's opinion about Baker Mayfield, not police video, and this and that, do some research yourself. Look into it yourself. Watch the police video. I'll let you be the judge. I'll tell you what. Baker Mayfield can absolutely play football. He's the kind of guy that people want to play for. Josh Rosen, he might, he might rub people the wrong way. Teammates of Baker Mayfield love him. He's like Braveheart. I want to go into battle with a guy like Baker Mayfield. I don't care if you talk a little mess. You ever watch Phillip Rivers? Phillip Rivers talks smack the entire game. I have no problem with that. In fact, when I play basketball, when I play rec basketball, I'll, dib, I'll dig into you with my elbow. I'll talk some mess. Nice shot, loser. Like, that's what happens, man. It's competitiveness. I have no problem with Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's cocky. I would say he's fiery, he's passionate, and he's emotional. He wears his emotions on his sleeve. And those same traits that people don't like are what have helped him succeed and get to this point where he's now considered one of the best quarterbacks in this year's NFL draft. So, Tyrod Taylor being traded to the Cleveland Browns is the most interesting trade of this entire offseason. I know we talk about the Alex Smith trade, the Marcus Peters trade. There's all kinds of big trades going on. No, no, no. The Bills trading away Tyrod Taylor to the Cleveland Browns had the most domino effect of any trade we will see in this year's NFL draft. Honestly, it's it's offseason. Excuse me. It's going to be incredible. I, I think the aftershocks of this trade are going to continue to happen. One of the aftershocks of the Bills trading away Tyrod Taylor is that the Bills are not done. I believe the Bills still have two 
late first-round picks, the 22nd pick and the 23rd pick. I might be wrong. I think I'm correct, though. I, I know they do have two late picks. I don't know which ones they are. The Bills are going to trade for a quarterback. They're going to trade their picks and trade up in the draft. Go get Josh Allen or, I, I don't know, Sam Darnold. Whoever's there, the Bills are going to put themselves in position to draft a quarterback this year. The other, the other big thing was Jarvis Landry went to the Cleveland Browns. Jarvis Landry's awesome. That's a huge move. That really, really helps the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have Josh Gordon. I like Josh Gordon. I think he's a better receiver than people realize. And they now have Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry is a great receiver. He played for the Dolphins last year. He now is in Cleveland. Whatever quarterback, whether it's Tyrod Taylor or Sam Darnold, whatever quarterback is in Cleveland next year has help, has weapons, and he has support. Now, what I thought was interesting was the Browns did not make a move for A.J. McCarron. It's weird, right? I mean, Hugh Jackson is the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, formerly A.J. McCarron's quarterback coach in Cincinnati. You would think, hmm, he worked with him before. To Shewin, it's a no-brainer. Of course he would work with A.J. McCarron. He used played with him before. He knows how good he is. Of course he would make a move and go get him. And that's not what happened. Hugh Jackson chose Tyrod Taylor over A.J. McCarron. Which is weird. It's not, it's not good for A.J. McCarron. It's not a good sign. It's concerning. If he liked him so much, why didn't he go get him? Because actions speak louder than words. There's a narrative going around right now that A.J. McCarron is awful. A.J. McCarron is so bad, he couldn't even start over Andy Dalton. That's what people are saying. They're saying, oh, A.J. McCarron couldn't even start over Andy Dalton. Mm, slow down. Slow down. I don't believe A.J. McCarron even had an opportunity to play and beat out A.J. McCarron. To beat out Andy Dalton, sorry. A.J. McCarron was the backup quarterback in Cincinnati. I read an article he was never even considered. He never had a chance. Because there are politics in sports. There are decisions that are made not because of a guy's ability. It's not just a meritocracy. A meritocracy is a system that rewards talent. It's not necessarily what sports always are. Often, usually. But if you get, a, get in a situation where you are a late draft pick for the Cincinnati Bengals, who have invested a ton of money into Andy Dalton, you're not going to get a chance. Anybody behind Andy Dalton in the last couple of years had no chance to try to beat him out. Even if they were better, they're never going to see the field. You're investing millions and millions of dollars into Andy Dalton. A.J. McCarron never had a chance to beat out Andy Dalton. I played in college. Um, I, I played great in a scrimmage once. I fa played fantastic. And then I got switched to wide receiver, and it was really frustrating. And the coaches chose the older, bigger, senior quarterback over me, the freshman. And I never felt like I got a real answer why I wasn't playing or why I wasn't even given a look. And it was really frustrating. And I think politics play a part. Politics play a sport in, in every, every aspect of sports. It's not necessarily because it's a better player. There's always some reason why another guy's playing. I think, honestly, they wanted to protect me. I was a freshman. I was small. I was like a buck 79. They didn't want me to get hurt, but they never told me that. And there are all these reasons in sports why a guy might not play that aren't necessarily just because of his talent. Now, it is concerning. I'm not saying A.J. McCarron's a great quarterback. I'm just saying the narrative that he couldn't even start over Andy Dalton was dumb. The, the fact that Hugh Jackson, his former coach, didn't want him, it's very concerning about A.J. McCarron. 
the truth is, I think AJ McCarron was looking for more money, and Hugh Jackson said, you're not worth it. I'm not paying you that much money. It's concerning. The fact that the Browns didn't try to get AJ McCarron is bad for AJ McCarron. It hurts his value in the market, and it's concerning. If I'm a coach, I'm like, why didn't his old coach want him? The Browns need a quarterback. They've worked with AJ McCarron before, and they still didn't go get him. That's not good. That's really, really not good for AJ McCarron. <clears throat> First time I ever listened to a podcast was on February 8th, 2016. My younger brother died, and he loved, he loved a podcast called The Game Over Greggy Show. So that night, I said, fine, do you want me to listen to your dumb podcast? I'll take a listen. And I listened to The Game Over Greggy Show by Kind of Funny. Fell in love. I love podcasts. They're my favorite thing in the world now. I have my own. I mean, it's kind of weird. It's kind of funny. <laughs> Interesting. Kind of funny story. The company that had The Game Over Greggy Show is that the guys at Kind of Funny, Nick, Greg, Tim, I've met them about three times. I've met them three times now. Awesome. Great guys. They're fun. They're nice. They're really cool. I want to do what they're doing someday. They all had great jobs at IGN, a big game company. And they were having some success on their side project YouTube channel. And when they had some success, they decided, you know what? We're going to quit our jobs and start Kind of Funny. We're going to take a risk. And we're going to go for it. They had a little bit of taste of success. We're not where we want to be, but we can get there. And so they jumped ship. They went all in, put all their chips on the table, and went for it. The LA Rams are doing the exact same thing. They had a taste of success last year. They made the playoffs. Now, they lost in the playoffs, but they, they had a taste. They won their division. The Rams were not where they wanted to be, but they knew what it felt like just a little bit. And now the Rams are going for it. They're not where they want to be. They are trying to reach a Super Bowl. They want to win a Super Bowl. So the Rams are putting all their chips on the table. And they're doing it the right way. See, once you have a quarterback, I think you build defense. So we're going to see year two of Jared Goff next year. Jared Goff and Sean McVay. Year three for Jared Goff, but year two of the marriage between the great offensive coach and Jared Goff. And here's what I mean when I say the Rams have put all their chips on the table. So we saw a couple weeks ago, the Rams traded for a fantastic young corner. I mean, he's Marcus Peters, the guy they traded for from the Chiefs. Marcus Peters, the new Rams corner, is in the conversation for best young corner in the NFL. I'm not saying he is, but he, he got, he's got to be mentioned in that conversation. The Rams also went out and traded for Aqib Tlaib. Fantastic corner from the Denver Broncos. I mean, shut down guy. 32 years old. He's a legend in the NFL. They also signed Sam Shields. Sam Shields is a former standout for the Green Bay Packers. Sam Shields is fantastic. Now, my presumption is that Sam Shields, the former Green Bay Packer, will be their nickel corner. So the nickel corner is when a team, when an offense runs out more receivers than you have guys to cover, you bring it, you, you take out a linebacker, you usually replace him with a corner. So when they bring out more receivers, you can bring out more guys to guard receivers. Sham Shields will not be on the field all game. Sham Shields is a nickel corner. Now the Rams, by signing Sham Shields, have a better nickel corner. Their third string corner could start for a lot of other teams. 49ers, are, sorry, the Rams are going for it. The Rams are doing everything in their power to go win a Super Bowl. Taking shots, putting all their chips on the table, and I love it. 
It's fantastic. That's what you got to do. That's what I'm doing with Strong Opinion Sports, man. I've had a little bit of success, and I really want to build this song. I'm going all in, making show every other day, going for it, doing the best I possibly can, making as much content as I possibly can. It's funny, man. The 49ers are, fans right now, they're all worried about the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders and the 49ers rivalry. No, the Rams are the biggest threat to the 49ers. The Rams are the biggest threat to almost every other team in the NFC. My, my favorite right now to go to the Super Bowl, Rams, 49ers, and Saints. And the Rams are at the top of that list because the Rams are coming back with a, a, a good young quarterback who's made great strides with a new coach and a scary, fantastic defense. The Rams are the toughest team you're going to play. If you play the Rams this year, they are the best team on your schedule right now. The Rams are very concerning. Uh, not concerning, they're, they're making moves and they're going and doing everything they can to win a championship. That's all I have, guys. That's my podcast for today. Uh, thank you so much. I love, love, I love doing Strong Opinion Sports. It's my favorite thing in the world. And I'm really excited. I'm going to go, I have to go film a baseball game in about two hours. I hope to get this out before then. Um, so if you want to watch WSU, I think we're on TV today. I don't know, but I'm filming it regardless. Um, I'm about to go on spring break. So I'm doing one more pod. It's today's Saturday. I'm doing another podcast on Sunday. Then I'm not doing a podcast till next Saturday. But what I'm going to do is schedule all the videos. Cause I have like, I have like 30 videos I need to put out for this channel. Cause they're all breakouts from the last couple days. So what I'm going to do podcast today, get home tonight from the baseball game, put out all of the breakouts. I can do another podcast tomorrow. Then I'm going to do all those breakouts. I'm going to schedule them to release throughout the week next week. Then next Saturday, I'm going to come back to Pullman and do another podcast. So there'll be a weird break, but I will be here. I'll be around. I'm doing another one tomorrow. Long break. I'll be back on Saturday. So tomorrow, long break, Saturday. If you love Strong Opinion Sports, please do me a favor. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. It's my favorite thing in the world. If you want to help me grow, tell your friends about it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, whatever it is. Tell your friends about Strong Opinion Sports. And if you really like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. You can find the full entire hour-long podcast on YouTube as well as my best, most interesting clips. I am so sick, I can't talk. I think I might have, literally I might have bronchitis. I, I feel this like, <laughs> like a knot in my chest. I can't, it's, it's awful. I am gonna, I'm gonna take a break next week and <laughs> I'm gonna play a lot of Fortnite. I'm gonna relax, I'm gonna sleep, I'm gonna try to recover from my cold. Uh, in the meantime, one more podcast tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow. Hope to get this out right now. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great day. And that's all I have for today. We are done. Ba-dum-bum. Bam. We are done.